0: Welcome back to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome, recorded from Taipei, Taiwan. That is where I am currently sitting, in the Taipei airport. It has been a crazy last few days. My band Silverstein was over here in Asia. We played a show in Manila, and... As we were playing the show, and I'm not saying we caused this to happen, but it was a really good show. It was an awesome show, actually. Well, a volcano erupted in Manila while we were on stage playing, and that was only about 30 miles away from where we were, which is pretty nuts. And there was ash, there was smoke, haze in the sky, and we couldn't leave. We were stuck in Manila for, well, we were supposed to actually not even be out yet because they couldn't get us on a flight, but now we were able, luckily, to get out because the wind started blowing, I guess, towards the south, away from Manila, so they were able to get some airplanes off the ground, but it was looking crazy, and it was like at any moment... That volcano could have erupted again. And who knows how long we could be stuck there. Because you can't... I guess you can't fly a plane into the volcanic ash in the sky. Because what happens is it goes into the plane engine, um, heats up from the, the heat of the engine, and turns into lava. So, uh, yeah, I, I... um, It's been a real crazy last couple of days. I want to thank all the people in Manila, who were so sweet to us, especially, you know, the promoter, Pulp, and all the people working for for them that just took such good care of us, and drove us to the airport and back, and the airport and back, when we couldn't get a flight, and made our hotel arrangements, and everyone at the B Hotel in Manila as well, it's, it's been crazy, and um, I am very happy that we were able to get out of there unscathed, and... We're not even going to miss any shows. We had a couple days off between our Manila and our Hawaii show. So it worked out and we're going to be on our way to Hawaii in a few hours. We'll be playing there tomorrow or today probably if you're listening to this. So if you're in Hawaii, the great state of Hawaii, please come and hang out with us. We're playing at Hawaiian Brian's, playing Discovering the Waterfront from start to finish. So it's going to be a really, really, really great show. And if you don't live in Hawaii, you're very unlucky. But if you live anywhere else in the world, make sure you check out Silverstein20, silverstein20.com. That has all of our shows we have booked so far this year, celebrating 20 years. We're doing a lot of stuff. So get tickets, get VIP, check that out right now. Anyway, this week, an amazing episode with a guy that I have wanted to have on the show since I started this thing. He is the epitome of... Of Lead Singer Syndrome, Mr. Michael Starr of Steel Panther, a band that I have been, I mean, I talk about it pretty much right off the top of this interview. I talk about how I've been seeing them play since 2005 when they weren't even called Steel Panther yet. So I'm a big fan. This was a lot of fun. Gets a little serious at times. Um, you know, it's not just all dick jokes, uh, although there is a quite a bit of that in this, but, uh, it was really, really great to pick Michael's brain and he's a great dude. And I am so happy that, uh, they were so gracious. They had me out to their show and, and took time out of their very busy schedule to, to do this. So, uh, I really, really, really do appreciate that. Uh, before we get into that, I want to remind you guys, you can always get in touch with me. You can hit me up. I read all my email leadsinger syndrome at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on social media, at lead singer syndrome on instagram at lead singer sin s y n on twitter or on facebook all that good stuff and if you want to support the show please check out the lead singer syndrome all access club if you want bonus content more episodes coming at you it costs as little as six dollars a month You get that bonus material, you also get access to merchandise, merchandise shipped to your house, and you get to be a part of a great community, interaction with other fans of the show, interaction with me, I do Q&As, we have meetups all over the world, we got over 400 members and it is a good time, and most importantly, it's what keeps this show going every single week for free, without the All Access Club, I could not do that. So if you want to throw me a bone, check it out. The link is com slash all access. And by the way, I am so excited about some of the great guests we have booked that are going to be coming up in the coming months. It is a very, very exciting time for the show. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're on it. And if you do enjoy the show, tell a friend, tell a loved one, write a review on iTunes. It all helps. Anyway, let's get into it. This week's episode with Michael Starr of Steel Panther.
1: Because my heart belongs to you. My love is pure and true. My heart belongs to you. But my cock is you property. You're the only girl
2: that I like Hey, how you doing, man? What's going on? Oh, my
0: God. No way. Oh, we're doing it. I'm here with Michael Starr of Steel Panther. Dude, thank you for having me uh, into your home. I'm on the back of the Steel Panther bus right now.
2: Yeah. I don't know. If alone you know, with Michael Starr. Behind you is some artwork. I that, was wondering uh,
0: about this. It's uh, it's. For the people that can't see this, which is everybody, it's a, a big art piece. Yeah, it's a big art piece. It's uh, hard to
2: explain. It's one of those subjective four by three pieces. Feet maybe? it's a subjective piece from Toronto, Canada, that our drummer sticks picked up. Okay. For his mansion in Pan- Panorama <laughs> City. Okay. And uh, he is um, he's started to collect art now. That's really only- that's
0: cool. Until someone drunkenly runs into it, yeah, or totally,
2: it's lasted four <laughs> shows so far. So we'll yeah. see. <laughs> So it's Excuse how much me. more of the tour do you have? Uh, we have another week and a half, I think, and then we we go home. Okay.
0: Yeah, so you, you'll, it might survive. We're going to yeah.
2: put it on the the equipment pallet for a long shipping two weeks.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm from Toronto, actually.
2: Oh, are you? So Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a place he got it from called Urban Something. I forget the name of it, but it's a chain out there. Urban Barn? Urban Barn, dude. That's the thing. Yep.
0: My friend's a manager. I could have got you a deal. Oh, really? I'm going to yep. tell him. He's going to be so bummed. Yep. Shout out to my friend Danny. Uh, dude, so, um, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. This is really cool. Thank you for doing this. And the podcast is called Lead Singer Syndrome, which, yeah, okay, you're laughing. You get it. LSD, dude. Okay, disease, yeah. yeah, Lead Singer disease. Um, and I feel like all the guests that I've had, almost all of them, they want to downplay that side of it. You know what I mean? They're, oh, no, no, we're all on the same level.
2: Right. I feel uh, as far like as the for band the is? first,
0: yeah, like oh, you know, we're all the same here. I feel like for the first time, I might actually have a guest that's going to embrace the lead singer, uh, the LSD, a little bit.
2: I have to tell you, a lot of things shot through my brain as you were saying all all that dialogue, right? Uh-huh. So, number one, what shot through the fabric of that perspective was when AC/DC switched her singer out and had the most massive selling record ever, Back in Black, right? Right, and then. You have David Lee Roth either get fired or quit, <laughs> yeah. and Sammy Hagar get in the band, and they have even bigger hits. Except and nobody more, liked them. The, but the bottom line is they <laughs> sold a bunch of So what yep. I'm saying is the yep. great equalizer, right? Right. But yeah, I mean, if you really if you really want to bring it down, even Satchel will tell you this. He'll say, Look, man, everybody hears the singer first. Just the way it is. <laughs> you know, and that's just the reality of being a singer. It's yep. like, you know, Motley Crue, when you think of Motley Crue,
0: you think of Nikki Six? John Karabi. John you think of John Karabi. <laughs> I do not, no. Right. No, he's is on the self titled record. Uh yeah, dude, I don't know. I feel like um Satchel he might have the lead singer syndrome uh, worse than you.
2: Well we're all He's lead, a bit of a
0: diva. We're all
2: three of us in the front are right. lead singers. Right. Like uh, Lexi used to be in a band yeah. and he used to be the lead singer. And then so I was in a band and I was lead singer and lead
0: guitar player. Yeah.
2: And then No, I heard uh, you shred. Oh, thanks. Cool. I was trying I to mean, find th- thanks, but cool.
0: I was t- I was trying to find the video you playing guitar. I couldn't find one though. Do you play much?
2: Yeah, not not as much as I used to. Yeah, it's once I started working with Satchel thirty years ago, it's like I just I kind of just play it for myself now. Yeah, yeah, because he's so good. Like he's just it's, a really yeah, amazing guitar player. A, he's an animal, dude. He's I an just uh, I don't know. And then Satchel, you know, he's a lead singer on his own too, right? Oh, is he? Yeah, lead singer and you know, main songwriter of the band, obviously. Yep. And so when we first started jamming together, it was really tough because I was like, dude, you don't need to talk on the mic. I got this shit. Right. So get off the mic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Lexi, be quiet. I'm, you know, because, hey, man, this is what I do. I'm the lead singer. But that's not the way it is. We all share, well, not as much anymore. Like Satchel, thankfully, is really, he's good at talking to the audience. So he'll talk to the, he'll (laughs) open up the show and start it, get off the ground. And if I'm and it used to annoy me I used to be it used to be a struggle for us oh and, yeah actually though oh yeah totally because okay. I'm like dude I want to open the show Who's, <laughs> let me open the show right. I was like but then once we started touring for real yeah, you know, and putting out records we were doing like three on f- one day off four on but every day was a travel day there was not really a day off and my yep. voice started getting tired and I'm like oh my god I'm so grateful he can talk to the audience because I need to like chill totally. and relax so there's been a A flip side to it, you know, so I'm able to uh, continue singing without working out my voice so much. Yeah.
0: Well, the fans love that too, though. When you, the interactions, you know, between you guys, that's some of the best parts of the show is, is that. But, um, I've, you know, been a fan of yours, been seeing you guys for a very long time. The first time I saw you, I think was like 2005. Wow. In Vegas when you were metal school, you were playing like, it was like behind the strip. It wasn't on this trip. It was I can't remember Green the name. Green Valley of it. Ranch. No, no, no. I saw you there too. I saw you there on Christmas. Actually, really? Oh my yeah. god, dude! My That's... sister lives in Vegas.
2: Oh, really? She lives in Henderson.
0: Uh, no, she lives in Summerlin. Okay, yeah. But she, but I spend every Christmas with them. So I cool. saw you guys play on Christmas there once. But no, this was this was before that. And
2: I can't uh, believe we played on Christmas. Can you? That's so it was, heavy metal.
0: It was it was my favorite part of the show. <laughs> I still tell people I still laugh about this, so you guys did the whole show and it's and it's Christmas and like you can't escape it. it's fucking Christmas. everyone's like got a little bit of you know and and you guys finish and do your encore and you come back out and you're like, um, so um I know a lot of you guys have been drinking and uh it's the holidays and we just want everyone to to be safe so you know if you if you had a little bit too much to drink. Make sure you do some blow first, leaving you right out (laughs) before you drive. Before you drive, dude. I was like, he couldn't like, not even for a second could he just be. Yeah, well, it's a human moment. You have
2: to be human. (laughs) Well, you bring you bring it to
0: bring it to being human, and then you like.
2: But you know the the ironic thing is that's really what I used to think. I used to oh, think, man. man, if I just get some blow, I'll be able to drive, you know? And for real, that <laughs> was my mentality back then when I was a kid. Wow. You yeah, know, like 50 years ago.
0: Yeah. No. So, uh, Empire great, Ballroom? You look great for your age. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. I Googled it. your age, and I was like, no fucking way that guy's Yeah,
2: I'm it. getting old, dude. Fuck.
0: Like people, that's sometimes the old man jokes that Satchel's making on stage. Like they don't always translate. That's
2: because he's jealous.
0: He yeah. yeah.
2: I'm the lead singer, and he really wants to be a lead singer. He does. You know, and it's it's hard, man. It's a big struggle. I want to be the lead guitar player and a lead singer, and I have to relent. You know, and then we also have the song struggle too. I want to write songs too. Yeah. You know, but we have a voting system, and whoever writes the best song gets their song in. Mm. Just the way it goes. So, was it the Empire Ballroom you saw? That's what it was. Empire yeah. Ballroom, yeah. Uh, I remember I did some yep. blow-off, some stripper's boobies there. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, it was the, uh, what are the, what do they call those uh, porn awards out there?
0: Oh, the AVN? L-
2: AVN, yeah. And, and that we were playing that one time there for that. And uh, there was blow everywhere and a bunch of fucking porn stars and... And I was like, well, I guess we're going to do blow and go sing. It was cool. It was a great night. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I think I saw you there twice.
2: Really? Yeah, we used and, to play there weekly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I think it was we, to be there. We went for Green Valley and we we're trying to get on yep. the strip. We just couldn't get there. Yeah. You know, we're like kind of off on the offskirts. And, yeah, and then, that's... you know, I don't know if you know this, but we used to play Summerlin in 1996, I think. Whoa, no. Every Tuesday night. We did it for like five, six months.
0: Crazy. And
2: we got fired. <laughs> because they they brought a new general manager he said, no more derogatory comments and no, you know, swear words. Let's clean up the show. So we went out there. We're like, all right, we, we're no longer allowed to talk about dicks, so we're going to talk about male chickens. <laughs> Cocks all night long, right? The guy goes, you're fucking
0: fired. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, it's crazy you guys have had such a, I don't want to say weird career. But it's it's kind of backwards. Like, you guys started out as the residencies. You know, most artists, they do them at the end of their career. You guys were doing, I mean, multiple ones in Vegas at the same time. LA, yeah, we were doing uh, Friday and Saturday
2: in Vegas. Yeah, House of doing, Blues,
0: Green Rally Ranch. Those were the long ones I remember. Right. And then yep. we
2: did Monday nights in Hollywood, wherever, whatever venue we could. And we did right. that for 13 years straight. 13 years. Yep. And then we uh, went from, and then we did Wednesday nights in San Diego. We did that for eight years straight, every Wednesday night. And then we did Thursdays in Long Beach for a while and so we were doing Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So we did we it's and a grind, we did though. Two, oh dude it was like, like but for us it was great because we were just grateful to get paid to to play heavy metal, right? So we're yeah. playing these shows and the crowds are starting to build up and you know, we're picking up momentum as a cover band and it was an exciting, super exciting time for us.
0: I mean, the expenses must have been low too. Like we talk about the real what shit. expenses. There's no expenses. No, there's no. The cash the there's no the one night. to pay. You know, you guys. I I assume you guys just left your gear, left gear there or whatever. No, we like, didn't leave
2: gear. The drummer brought his gear, or they had gear there. Yeah. So all they did, all Satchel and Lexi would do would bring their guitars and basses and
0: so, sticks. So back to my story, and and this segues into what we're going to talk about. So I saw you guys, I think twice at Empire, I guess. And then, you know, I was back in Vegas a few times, and I guess I was missing your shows, and a couple years go by, and I'm like, do you remember that band, Metal School? Like, what happened to them? And someone's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And I, like, Googled it, couldn't find anything. So I went on Twitter, literally went on Twitter and was like, there used to be this, like, band from Vegas, or I don't know where they're from, and and someone's like, yeah, they're called Steel Panther now, like, they're doing original songs. So I, like, crazy. So I Google it, and literally the next day after I Googled it, your first album, Really? That's amazing. It was story. such weird timing. Yeah. So I, w- I went and picked up the record and fucking lapped my ass off and was like, this is fucking great and fantastic and in some ways surprising because you know, you guys must have ultimately had to take a step back to take the steps forward. Now you're playing here like 3,000 cap room in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. She probably didn't even know if that was possible at the time. When Never. You guys were, Not were even just a Five years ago. And- Right. Yeah,
2: I mean, this is it. Just keeps slowly. For us, luckily, it's a slow momentum up. It's not a really quick up. It's just word of mouth and slow. Yeah. That's a slow rise for us, and you know we see it by our ticket numbers. Obviously, you can't really go by your sales because it's hard to. There really, aren't what sales? How do you know? You know. Yeah. And streams are like they can be seductive because they sound killer, but they don't normally. They don't always translate in the ticket sales. So really the only thing you can go by Is your ticket sales yeah. at shows 100% but agree Who's coming out to your shows And, and for us so far It's been, it's been a, a nice slow rise for us It's no. been great
0: No it's, it's amazing But yeah I just Like that, that first record coming out And I, I was like thinking to myself Is this going to work? You know Is this going to work as uh, A band with like that can have longevity That can put out albums And it did really well did you guys think this is well? If this all fades away or fucks up, we just can go back to Vegas again.
2: Well, you know, when that first record came out, you were we were still doing it. We were still doing the residencies, yeah, because that was our lifeline for eating, you know, yeah. and and all that stuff. So and Sticks
0: Mansion, the all well in
2: Panorama City. I feel that's like a, I should
0: sit over here and like uh, I like bang my head against the the painting. I think it's, you can buy that. At, I mean, it's from Urban, bar, urban you barn, okay? You can probably
2: buy that at Walmart somewhere. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, we just. Uh, we kept those basically i guess you would call them day jobs for bands as a cover yeah. cover job right so you know we kept those and what we did is when the label said hey we booked you a tour in europe and uk and we want you to go over there and support the record we're like well we who's going to pay us cuz we're used to getting paid They're like no one's paying you we're going to help with the expenses but you're not getting yeah. paid so we had to take off like I, th- I think we took off four weeks from our residencies the whole four weeks, yeah. a whole month of our income and we invested that into the tour in Europe. And luckily when we landed in Europe and the UK, it just it it was like people were waiting for us. It, yeah. It was really awesome. Like we had no idea that would happen and we just gambled on it and, and went for it. And we well, all by the way getting- we all quit our all our other bands. Like, yeah. Uh, Satchel and I were doing the Atomic Punks, which is a Van Halen tribute. Lexi had his own band he was in, and Styx had his own band. We quit every other band when we got signed and put all our eggs in the one Steel Panther basket <laughs> and went for it.
0: Well, I mean, after doing that for, what do you say, 13 years, was it getting boring too? I mean, like No, this- it was
2: not getting boring. It, it was. Like I said, it was like a slow rise for us. So, you know, we we were in Green Valley Ranch, Empire Ballroom, and then we're now at the House of Blues on the Sunset Strip. That was like such a big deal and such a big yeah. accomplishment for us that we were stoked to be there. Yeah. And then we're doing the House of Blues on Sunset. That was, that, it's like the most, we started out at the, key, or at the uh, Viper Room, small venue, Roxy, medium sized venue, Key Club, pretty big place. House of Blues, yeah, sure, the hugest venue on the Sunset Strip. Yeah. So, Rest like in I peace, said, that man. slow rise kept going up, and it was exciting for us. And during all that time, we were working on a TV show with Comedy Central, yeah. you know, and the pilot and all that stuff. So there was a lot of excitement
0: around that. It's crazy. No, it's it is crazy. It's it's been just so so crazy. And I mean, going to you know, obviously just, a lot of your music is it's comedy. There's a lot of jokes. You're, you're, you're like, when you're bringing that to other countries and stuff, was there a fear that maybe they're not going to get it, it's not going to work the same way? Some of the like banter. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been to Asia much. You have a one of your hit songs, Asian Hooker. I don't know how that goes over Like when you play in Japan. Um, I don't know. It's Was there a fear there? Because obviously it worked out.
2: Well, we uh, did Oz, OzFest in Tokyo. And, uh, well, the first one we did was, I think it was called Loud Fest. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. And, uh, like a
0: massive festival, one of it those? A, one, a big yeah.
2: festival. And we went on at like three in the afternoon, and it was completely just packed for every band, not yep. just us. It started, I think they started playing bands at 10 a.m. Wow. And it was just, people were just watching every single band. And, uh, Stick says, What are we going to open up with? And I go, I don't know. Eyes of <laughs> Panther goes, No, let's open up with Asian Hooker. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And we went out and we started the night off with Asian hooker. Just pushed all in, in Tokyo. right there. Yeah, we just <laughs> said, "Fuck it, let's go for it." And we did it. And we realized that a lot of people didn't really understand what we were singing about, <laughs> you know. And that was probably a good thing. And then we came back and did the Ozfest, is kind of the same thing. And and then we came back and did our own tour over there. And but it's so far like Germany, I would say, was the hardest one to read in the sense mm-hmm. that. I don't know if these fuckers want to kill us or they love us because they're not looking like they're having a good time. And it turns out they fucking love it. They're so in the dirty, like really in the dirty. And they love metal. Yeah. So the combination was just – its man, I'm, we do really – it's really fun in Germany. No, <laughs> and I, it's a
0: huge place. I love Germany. It's My band is amazing there too. It's probably our best market. And we always talk – I always talk about on this podcast – The review, yeah, which is after you meet somebody after your show, they always come up to you and they say, "Your show tonight, pretty good. Last time, much better." (laughs) Right, and then it's like, "Oh, (laughs) thanks. Uh, Wait, what? Thank you? Yeah, okay." And then they'll say things like, "Last time you play fifteen songs, this time only fourteen. Why is this?
2: Why? Why you cheat us?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but they keep coming back.
2: Yeah, it's it's amazing doing interviews there. It's. at first, it was scary because you know we don't know what to expect. I mean, <laughs> my only experience was Hawaii as a kid. That was it. You know, in Canada maybe like Calgary, but as far <laughs> as like going to Europe, it was a complete, yeah, whole new world, man. And like I was telling you, the excitement just kept going for us. You know, we we trans, you know, we went from the cover band to the original band. And I remember the first day we noticed the first show where we noticed that we made the transition. Is when we were playing Vancouver, and we're doing, we start. We with, used to
0: play the Commodore all the time, right?
2: All the time. Yeah. And we do this, you know, we're doing a set, and we don't know, before the show, should we, are we a cover band, or what do we do here? Because our first record to come out. Yeah. And so we're like, all right, we'll just open up with four of our songs, and then we'll do some Bon Jovi. Because, you know, that's what, we, we're a cover band, we gotta do this. Right. And we start playing Bon Jovi, and people are like, boo! Oh, yeah. And we're yeah. like, oh my god. We're not a cover band anymore. The, they actually bought tickets to hear our record. They have no idea we're a cover band. They bought the record, got tickets, and came to the show. So it was it was really cool. But always do Van Halen. That always works. Everyone loves yeah. Van Halen.
0: Well, I was looking at your set list. I don't want to spill the beans for people coming out on this tour. But oh, they can't I don't look you playing. Don't worry. Oh, you change it? No, they can look online. They can. Set list FM, man. I know, I know. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm guilty of... Um, of looking at like like myself I don't like to spoil shows that I want to see but sometimes I'm like I want to I I do I want to
2: know when I'm going to stay or when I'm going to leave right yeah Yeah. that's why we don't do a bunch of new songs on on our tours because people don't know them you know they may hear them in the car and I don't know about you but even when I heard Van Halen 1984 when it first came out I was like that's an okay record. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, now it's like legendary. Right. You know, and so, you know, people, when you It first, takes time. It, it takes time for yeah. a record to seep in because you have your own expectations of what you want to hear. And if it doesn't exceed that, or I mean, if it doesn't match that expectation, then you might have to live with it for a little bit if yeah. you're a super fan. But yeah, well, so, you know, I, I like the look of the set.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're not playing any covers, are you?
2: No. Maybe
0: are there places that you do it like st- or like you feel like you have to? still like are there, or people expect it? Like maybe in Vegas because you guys still well, do that sometimes. We
2: unfortunately, we haven't played Vegas in, in quite some time, but yeah. yeah, we do struggle with that because Vegas still we have a following that has been with us for a long time, and uh, so we do we, we usually will do a combination there. But you know, we last year we did the whole um, Sunset Strip. Live right, yep. tour, yep. excuse me, and that basically was a, uh, you know, it was basically our show that we used to do back in the day on the Sunset Strip. So we brought in all the covers and stuff, and right. and did that. So now we're 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 in the mindset of like, oh well, we got to change up our last tour, and we just should just do original stuff.
0: Yep, no, I I prefer the originals when I see you guys. So, um, like, how many times, especially now. I love Bon Jovi as much as the next guy, but how yeah. many times have I heard that song? Like, it's... All right. Do something know? different, like... Right. So, um, new Steel Panther album, Heavy Metal Rules is out now. L- LP5. Yeah, is that crazy? That crazy? Yeah. It's crazy.
2: It's an insane number.
0: Did you think you'd get to LP5? Hell no. Like,
2: that I even, didn't. That doesn't include the live record either. Right. That's just studio records. Right. And well, then a live DVD. That was a big deal for us to put out.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not a, it's not a sellout record at all. There's no... You know, I, I was kind of... I've kind of been waiting for your career to take... Like, for you guys to do the, like, the kind of clean song that kind of just gets you on the radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you guys have never went there. Like, it's... There's more F-words and more why. vulgar you know why? shit.
2: Because we won't get on the radio. Even if we do that. And it's not what we want to do artistically. We want to right. do what we like to do. You know? And the reality is, really, we're not going to get played on the radio. People... I mean, especially in America, we have played in the radio in, in Germany. But, you know, Germany's a whole different beast, right? Yeah, it is. but it's just the way it is, man. The brand has been branded. Steel Panther is a dirty, non-PC band, and if you play them, then you're associated with us, and that's just the way it is. Well, you, you're on the you show I'm, uh, now.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm in bed with you guys now. I know. I mean, I got right. you on the show. Say
2: goodbye I'm, to Clear Channel. I would
0: have had you. <laughs> I would have had you on the show uh, in the first month, though, because. I don't know, this is like this is in essence what uh, like the whole point of my show is to talk to people from different walks of life about what we do, yeah,
2: and well we do what we want to do, y- yeah, and I you think really that, do, I think that's what is attractive f- to people, I think, because we just really just i mean it's not like we're trying to fake it and come up with all these ideas to wow people. It's just I mean, you're in a band, you understand. I mean, you hear the songs, and it's not, it's the real, sh- it's just
0: real shit. It is real shit. I
2: mean, it's just real stuff that every band laughs about when they're fucking the f- on tour, but they can't sing about it in their serious band. The
0: fucking, the fucking line you had about the drum tech. <laughs> you know? It's true. Was like, yeah, it was tr- it's true. It's all true. It's, it's, it's all true, but then... It's not all true because, like, you're a pretty good dude. Like, you know, it's... Well, listen, I'm not... I understand what you're
2: saying. Yeah. But, you know, we also are living... We've lived those experiences, too, right. as well. You know, this is... I mean, we're... I'm 54 years old. <laughs> it's been a long road for me. And I've learned what works for me and what doesn't work for me anymore. And... Uh, but, you know, yeah, man, we... All those all those songs came from experiences that we have had. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Except for the shocker. I've never given the girl. No, I've given the girl a shocker.
0: Yeah, I have. Yeah. If you're in tech, you've been there before. Feeling the pain of hiring a freelancer or new employee for designer development only to find out months later that it's not a fit. And those types of mistakes aren't cheap. Instead... Mutual Mobile, a digital technology consultancy, uses the process it's developed over the past 10 years, delivering over 600 client projects to ensure your fast and beautiful mobile or web app is finished on time and within budget. If you have design or development needs, schedule a free 30-minute consultation at mutualmobile.link L-S-S to get started. That's M-U-T-U-A-L-M-O-B-I-L-E dot L-I-N-K slash L-S-S to get started with your free consultation today. I just got sent awesome new wireless earbuds from Raycon. I opened the box, opened up my phone, and literally in less than a minute, I was jamming out to my favorite tunes. What struck me right away was how well these fit, and then how amazing they sound. Definitely more bass than my other wireless headphones. But the biggest game changer is the price. The E25 earbuds they sent me start at half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, have six hours of playtime, and really are super comfortable, whether it's music, conference calls, or binging this podcast. And there's no dangling wires or stems to distract other people if you're on a video call. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Melissa Etheridge are just a few people obsessed with... With Raycon's, whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not the other distractions from the room. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get fifteen percent off your order at buyraycon.com/slash. LSS. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash L-S-S for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buy Raycon dot com slash L-S-S. I had a fan question real quick while we're on the topic. Yeah, I love that. Uh, this this is, comes from Andre Nielsen. He asks, Michael, I need a rough estimate on the amount of puss you have crushed. Hmm. He needs this. This is important.
2: Well, Andre...
0: Andre. He's All from right. Australia actually.
2: Oh really? Yeah. Well, uh I got to be honest with you dude, it's the number's not that high and uh I'm very picky. Like, oh, Like yeah. super picky. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Okay. Yep.
0: No even so, before, so so even, rough estimate is
2: uh probably Well, let's start weekly and we can add it up. Right, so okay, you know what I mean. That's, We're going statistically,
0: okay. Yes, how many per week? Okay, how else
2: uh, add it up? On a good week, maybe one a week, right? Okay, that's a good week. Okay, you know, and then some other. So let's say, let's say an average month would be two. Okay. Okay, so there's 52 weeks in a year. It's 104 chicks a year. Yeah, right.
0: That's yeah. So that's no, not
2: too much. Yeah, 104. It's not that many.
0: That's well, that's two a week. You said two, a two week, yeah, two a week, okay, two week. You said two months, but a no, month.
2: you have to account for your time off too, as well. You know what I mean? So when you're right. home, it's like not, it's not as active. You got to take a break.
0: What about three ways?
2: Three ways? Uh,
0: Does that factor into the yeah, equation?
2: Not really, no, okay. because three ways make up for. I guess two, two a week would be probably accurate. So you're Even not quite a, three ways.
0: You're not quite at Will Chamberlain numbers.
2: Fuck no, or Gene Simmons.
0: Yeah, what? what was I mean, the, you the have Will to Chamberlain fuck number some ugly, was twenty thousand? Yeah, you got
2: to fuck some ugly chicks to get that number.
0: <laughs> Straight up. Well, I mean, not fifty-four years, but uh, if you're talking about a hundred a year, how many? That's that's a lot, dude. That's, Is it? I mean, that, are we talking about over a thousand?
2: I guess. I don't know. I've never really. Did the numbers for? Hey, I'll just tell you this: I'm STD free.
0: That was that's so funny that you say that because that's the next question from Zach Weisenberger.
2: Yeah. Oh, is he German?
0: He must be. He asks asks uh, Have you been to the doctor recently to get checked out?
2: Yeah, dude, all the time. All the
0: time. I guess he Well, And not
2: just for STDs. I mean, I get an annual checkup, man, physical. You know, get my blood work done, make sure my testosterone's pumping hard. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Get all check for cancer, all that stuff, because I want to keep on rocking for a long time.
0: Well, on a serious note, you did have some vocal issues for this last record. I did. Has that happened to you before?
2: No, it's the first time I ever dealt with that. Yeah, put it this way. It was so scary for me that I didn't want to talk about it. That's how scary it was. It was scary in every aspect, not only losing my voice... Fearing fearing the end Fearing me being weak All that shit Oh man And you know Perception of other people What they were think of me And then I just As I started Recovering from it I was like Oh my god man I'm gonna tell everyone about it Cause there's other singers That might be going through it And need to know That you can get through it You know So here's right. what happened Yeah I ended up with a little callus On my vocal cord Okay And I And then it, it kind of exploded Into a blood blood blister Right and so when I got home from tour and I was singing in the studio in November of last year, it's my voice sounded different. And um so I went to my voice guy, he checked it out, he said, "Oh, you have like a a note on your voice." I'm like, what? The, any time I've ever heard anyone talk about a note, the only stories I've ever heard were you're never going to sing again. That's right. what I heard. And so he goes, he put me on vocal rest for like a week, and that means no talking. Yeah. So I did that. So depressing. It is the most isolating, depressing, scary thing ever. But the, the good thing is I went back to him and he said, hey, it's gone down, but it's not going to go away. It's, it's a thick callus, so you need to get it cut out. Oh, wow. So we had to delay the recording of the record and scrap everything I recorded because there was a weird undertone in it. And we had to postpone our tour. And I got the surgery done. And I had to go on vocal rest for three weeks. I think it was
0: really so nothing for three weeks at all.
2: Yeah, I mean the first week I didn't say shit. That's
0: after the surgery. Yeah. So what's the surgery like?
2: Pretty simple. I went in his office, scared out of my brain, thinking my whole world's ending. I'm going to let all my you know band members down, and I was completely just devastated. Like I felt like the end of the world had hit me. You know, and I have family and people to take care of. And I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do if I can't sing. And Brutal, man. And so I ended up going into the office. It was in Beverly Hills for my doctor. I don't know why I told you that. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> it was in Beverly Hills. And anyways, because Beverly Hills is scary because either you're going there for a facelift or a fucking abduct- something. Right, right.
0: Like, how are those things the same? Yeah, they're you not know? the same. Right? I,
2: but in retrospect... I got a vocal lift. So anyways, <laughs> I went there. I laid down. He put me in a twilight with some Valium and something else that was killer. I okay. highly recommend that okay. for recreational use. And uh, I woke up, and I was out of it. I drove. didn't drive. I got driven back to my uh, house, and I laid down, and that was the end of it. And then I just started.
0: So, you t- And then after that, three weeks of no talking?
2: I started vocal rehab after that. Yeah. And that's when I... Realized that I had to relearn how to sing because I've been dealing with this callus for longer than I, I knew. And, you know, callus, I don't know if you know. Uh, anyways, so my vocal cords are, were different. It, the callus was shaved off, so I had to relearn how to sing. And so wow. uh, I took vocal rehab lessons and, and learned a bunch and gained a bunch of new knowledge that I had never known. and um, And now my voice... Is better than it was five years ago. Wow! So the, the, it's to me, it's a success story.
0: yeah, totally, totally. The fact that you're still here doing it, yeah. I so mean, if anybody's dealing with lot... that,
2: any singers that are dealing with that, just go get yourself checked out. And you know, my guy's really good. So if anyone needs him, just email me. <laughs> okay. And I'm still vaping, so just take that. That'll consideration. kill you. That'll kill you. Literally. That's what they say. Yeah. Yep. So will Jack Daniels and cocaine. And yeah. dirty pussy. Yeah, yep. all of them will. Yep. All
0: of them will. Are you a lot more careful now, though, with your like? Do you warm up more? Uh, are you guys like with your tour routing, or doing planning for more days off, like that kind of shit?
2: The only thing we try to try to look out for is sleep deprivation. That's that's the oh, that's what kills you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like we'll, when we do fly dates, or yeah. we have a flight in between a date, or whatever the case may be, border. All that shit you don't think about until you're fucking woken up by the border patrol. Yeah, um, yeah. The sleep thing is really important. So we're our drummer requires about five hours sleep. <laughs> I require eight and a half. Yeah, you know, for, and it's
0: purely because that's I need it for my voice. You yeah, know? singing's a. It's such a weird thing. Like I don't understand the science. What the fuck does sleep have to do? Like I understand water because right. like that's hydration and there's it's a moving part. But what like what sleep? It's, it's weird. I don't know. How I think that-
2: it's just like turning off your computer you know <laughs> yeah. instead of just shutting it it's like you turn it off and it reboots and everything's cool when you turn it back on and i feel like that's what a nap does for me too sometimes right but yeah i mean that's what we did we tried to do that we tried to like uh not do too much radio in the morning oh and, that's horrible you know that's but you know it's it's a tough it's a tough balance because i we want to do it because we want everyone to to hear our new music and all that stuff so it's a tough balance yeah. But they're not gonna hear anything if I can't sing, so Yeah, that's, that's and that's scary why shit. we're talking right now. Right. Please. No, I appreciate you doing right.
0: it 'cause like I know so a lot of people that would go through what you would have gone through would be like no fucking interviews, no talking before the show, like but yeah. for me I find I have to a little bit. Like if I go into it too cold. Yeah. It's kinda good to be up and around and talking yeah. all day. That's just you know uh, If
2: I'm if I'm hurting, I don't normally warm up. What I'll do is I'll like get in the shower and do that maybe sing a little bit in the shower but as far as like traditional warm up I very rarely do that and mm-hmm. I just try to not talk as much cuz I like to fucking talk and that's <laughs> one thing I have to like just chill out or change the note of my talk kind of go here instead you know Oh that helps Yeah it helps a lot cuz then I'm down here and it's always grinding there or I can go up here and it's a little clearer you know Yeah cuz I've been grinding and talking a lot today so I try to change the timbre just a little Interesting
0: that that yeah I guess that wearing it like wears you down in a different way kind of yeah
2: no it's weird it's weird yeah no, it and so that. like I
0: just think about being this high instead man okay yeah, yeah yeah no there's nothing worse than like a loud bar though and you're talking yeah and I think I,
2: I did that this tour I went oh, yeah. out a couple times after and I'm talking over Van Halen <laughs> shit or whatever,
0: actually, whatever was under, I actually yeah. met you speaking of loud bars I was so drunk that I barely remember oh that's killer uh, and I don't know about you you. I can't really remember. I mean, I can't really remember. What? It was in Brisbane, Australia. I was hanging out with some people, and I was like, oh, were you, like, we at our show? they like, no, we were at the Steel Panther show. It's, uh, fucking Steel well, Panther was in, is in town? And, and literally, like, I looked at the door, and you walked in, and I was like, okay. Yeah, it was a uh, fucking bar called. Crowbar. Crowbar. In, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Brisbane. Yep. Yeah, and I, yeah, we... we I don't know. I didn't yep. just said hi to you or whatever. We used to get But I was a lot. fucked. I was fucking hammered.
2: Yeah. Everyone's hammered a crowbar.
0: Yeah, but I get this weird like um, jet lag where I almost call it like reverse jet lag where I can't really sleep and then I'm just like awake and then I'm not really even tired anymore. Yeah, just it's a weird this. feeling. Yeah, and that happens all the time I've in ever Australia. Been,
2: I don't think I've ever been to Japan and felt normal because it's such yeah. a such a mind fuck with the time difference and the change and being jet lagged. Same thing with Australia. It takes yeah. a, by the time we get to Perth, I'm like,
0: all right, man, I'm adjusted. Yeah, because tours are so short because there's so few places to play. Yeah, Two you're, weeks. By the time Max. you're adjusted, then you head back and then you're fucked up again. Yep. And it's like you can have this, literally like a month of jet lag. Dude, one, you know, one tour
2: we did, we, played, we did the tour of uh, Australia and we ended in Perth. Then we yeah. got up, didn't sleep that night After the show, because we had an early flight, we flew to Sydney, then we flew to LAX, and then we flew to London, and then we flew from London to Helsinki, and started the next tour. And that was an eight-week run. It was fucking brutal, man. No. That's called heavy metal. Heavy metal. That's why we're sitting here right now, from that hard work, man.
0: That's right. I I guess so, man. Yeah. I guess so.
2: Hey, you know what? When I was a little kid, and I used to dream about being in Van Halen... Yeah, I never dreamed about anything but the glory part. You know, the fun part, being on stage. You know, that's the part that matters the most. That's when the party begins. But man, there's like 23 hours or 22 and a half hours <laughs> of all the other stuff. Yep. Nobody really thinks about, and it's you have you have to take care of yourself a little bit. You can't just do blow and fuck bitches all the time. You have to like right. sleep, eat food that's good for you. Like I. Have these new? Yeah. What are these? They're are spicy, these? sweet chili Doritos. I want
0: to take a look. Are these the? These are the vegan ones, are they? Oh, they are the vegan ones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you know that you're vegan right now? Hell no. Yeah. These are the. Uh, yeah. Because I'm vegan, so these are. Uh, these are good. These are How good. do you know Maybe I'll vegan? even have one?
2: Do they say that?
0: No. It's just I just know. They oh, used yeah. to be called. They used to be called sweet chili heat. Yeah. And and this was the same color. So I figured these are the ones. But yeah. No, it, says, a- it says cont- contains soy and wheat ingredients, so there's no milk in these. Cool. So there you go.
2: Yeah, they're really good, but obviously they're not a good source of vitamin C. But who cares? I do take vitamin D for because there's no sun out right now.
0: You take vitamin D? Yeah. Actually. Yeah. You're a big vitamin guy.
2: No, I'm not a vitamin guy. But Just vitamin D. I got my blood work done. I was low in vitamin D, so.
0: Mostly vitamin B for me. That's the beer vitamin. Uh so one of the uh I'd say there's a few really great standout tracks on the new record. My personal favorite is Always Gonna Be a Ho, I would say. Um you a big fan of that one? I am. So I I love the video, but what's funny is when I first heard the song, I thought the lyrics were different. I thought you were saying what that you were tasting your the lady your lady friend's mouth on Satchel's dick rather than his dick on her mouth. And I was oh. like, and I was like, that's an amazing line. And I was like, oh, shit, I misheard it wrong.
2: Yeah, well, we try to be amazing. That's like a German question. That would have been such an amazing line, but obviously you're not amazing enough to do the way I thought it would be. Exactly. That's exactly what I just did. But you know what, though? I, it used to be Lexi's dick. <laughs> and I thought... She wouldn't be sucking Lexi's dick. She'd be sucking my dick. So I changed the words. And I don't think he knew it till the record came out.
0: Really, it was changed. It yeah. was actually recorded that way, and then he changed it.
2: Yeah, it changed. But it. But
0: like Lexi, let's be honest. He's not. He's by himself. You don't even know if know, he gets his dick sucked like, by chicks. Probably not.
2: Right. Right. It's a very like up in the air kind of question. Yeah. Is I would Lexi say, gay?
0: He. He. I don't know. Is he gay? I'm asking. Are you, you. Are, are all of you guys gay though?
2: No. no let's be serious now. Okay. All yeah. right. Is yep. Lexi gay? In your opinion. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. All right.
0: That's my, that's my, yep.
2: Awesome. Or this maybe is... he's not sure. Oh, you can't backtrack.
0: Well, sometimes though you, you can be gay and you're really gay, You're but you're not sure yet. Yeah, I are. guess
2: you're right. But he is 50. I think you might know by now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you not telling all, you.
0: I'm telling you, you guys all look really good. Uh,
2: thank you. I'm not going to tell you your sexuality.
0: No, don't. Please don't uh, And your latest single Gods of Pussy Ooh, Is out now yeah
2: Great video <laughs> That was a labor of love for me uh, That yeah? song Yeah man I love that song
0: uh, Talk to me about uh, Yeah talk to me about The songwriting process For uh, Gods of Pussy Was that a satchel joint?
2: Well that was uh, Like I said Our songs are Biographies basically mm-hmm. So And I know you're in a band So you understand When you go to a town That you've been to There's gonna be someone That you know there Yes you know, And that's just the way life works. If you are friendly and you make friends, you're going to see them again when you come back. And it's, it can be nice and comforting. But there's times when it can be difficult to navigate your old friends with your new friends. Yes. So it's uh, it's hard to play. I don't know how to do it. It's still confusing for me. And I don't, you know, one of the things that we say in community property is just be honest <laughs> With your significant other and let them know that you're Cox Community Property. Life's a lot easier if you're all on the same playing field, right? And the same thing with Gods of Pussy. I mean, you have to just really, it's just the way it is. Sometimes it's hard when all the girls want to fuck you.
0: Gods of Pussy probably helps explain the situation. It really does, yeah. Right now, they're, oh, okay, now that we've heard this song, not only. Are you reinforcing the fact that you are the gods of pussy? Well, let me important. just say that. Let me just say okay. this. Mm-hmm.
2: Gods of pussy is more of a infomercial, I guess, for becoming your own god of pussy. Okay. Because it's hard for us to do it, so we're just, like, trying to give back to the community and let guys know that they're not alone, and you can be a god of pussy, too. And it's just, it's hard to navigate it, but it can be done, you know, and... The best thing for me is just to be straight up with every girl that comes. Go look, I got another chick coming. Sorry, you know. Right. If you want to join us, that's cool too. Do you know right. what I mean. And if you're navigating that kind of pussy, then you deserve the title, God of Pussy. God of Pussy. I think
0: it's a great. It's a great. So video. you,
2: I just crown you God of Pussy.
0: F- thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Wow. wow.
2: And I mean, God I is such a to- heavy word,
0: y- oh, right? yeah Because
2: people associate God with. A lot of different things all over the world. <laughs> and, you know, the guy right outside our bus may think a different concession of God than you do, right? Right. So for me, God is just good, orderly direction. That's it. That's all it stands for.
0: Wonderful. Right. It's great. You use guys... Use a condom. Uh, okay.
2: No. See, you don't use condoms. You don't use condoms? No. Ever? Yes. Sometimes depending on what the, the situation? girl smells like. Huh?
0: Do you kind of feel out the situation?
2: Well, that's an ignorant way to look at it. I would imagine if you're if you're like talking to somebody that's actually responsible. But yes.
0: Yeah. Well, typically if the girl asks, you don't need to use one.
2: Huh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to use that all the time now. Thank you. Yeah. Are you asking me to work on them? We don't need one.
0: But that means that she asks everyone. Oh, See? that's true. Yeah, that's right. What I'm saying. And
2: then you just go. Yep. You just do a prom date.
0: <laughs> just a tip, please. It's just the tip. See how it feels. You guys, when you guys do your videos, uh, do you have a big uh, hand in the treatments, or does the kind of director kind of come up with the master plan? Because all your videos are so good.
2: Thank you. Uh, what we normally do, it's we have a few directors, a handful of ones that we really like to work with, and uh, and then we try to bring new directors into the fold. So what mm-hmm. we do is we'll send them a song, five or six directors, and let them write treatments for it. Yeah. And see what they come up with. And then sometimes we'll have something to give them to spitball from. Right. And uh, and then we just read it all through them and pick out which one we think is the funniest and that which one could actually be done for the budget submitted. Sure. You know what I mean? Because yep. some of them sound killer. If you get a helicopter. Well, the
0: gods a pussy one like that looks pretty big budget. I don't know if it is or not, but it looks like crazy.
2: Yeah, it's it's a really we we spent some money. We we actually yes, we saved money for our videos, and yeah. we don't and nobody pays for them except for us. We pay for all our own stuff, and then you know we we what's the word I'm looking for? I mean we're we're our own label. Yeah. Basically,
0: no, I noticed that that. You know, you look at the first four albums are on Universal, and then next one's on Steel yeah. Panther Records or whatever you guys you know called. We it. started doing
2: that for uh, All You Can Eat. Yeah, we because uh, our manager's like, you know what, you guys should just do your own label, and yeah, you'll make more money. And we were scared, but and Universal was fine with it. they were like, oh, we don't know what to do with you anyway. So
0: <laughs> see you later. Yeah, what what a band to sign! Like your original A and R guy must have just been. It like, wasn't what an A
2: and R guy. It was Monty Littman. He's the okay. The president of Universal Republic. Right. <laughs> he came and, he and just, saw his play. He's like, "Oh my god, this is killer!" And we didn't sign with him right away. We we're like, "We don't want to sign with a big machine. Like, we'll get fucked."
0: Well, yeah, right.
2: Right. And then, like eight months later, he came back. He's like, "Let's do this, man!" And we're like, "Fuck, let's do this." What
0: did he hurt? Because you guys were playing some original songs. Like you had the the Metal School album already out. Yeah, we had a did? metal.
2: We had a Metal School record out. And it had Asian uh, Fat Girl on it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And Death Hall Metal, right. And a couple other songs. It was just an EP. And then you know, we also played a few of our. We played those songs live too, as well. And then we also had recorded other songs. We recorded Asian Hooker and uh, Community Property already. And so he had. They've already heard those songs. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so they
0: did. They had heard them. So yeah. they did. Kind of. They did know what they were getting into. Right. That's amazing. That's. That's really crazy, man.
2: But he was the one who picked Death Album Metal for our first single.
0: Oh, yeah? Was that really, like, was his idea for that just to basically be like, fuck you, we're here?
2: Yeah, I really thought it would be Eyes of a Panther. I thought that's the song we should go with. That way we'll get radio airplay and it'll be a great introduction to the band, and then it will get dirty.
0: Well, did you know that Eyes of the uh, the Panther is your number one track on Spotify? Yes, I did. Which is interesting because it's like your cleanest song. Yeah. Is that, does that well, help? it
2: also was on a, a couple of video games, too, as well. Uh, so that helps a lot. Okay. Yeah. So
0: that's probably why it was on yeah. the video games and it yeah. perpetuated itself. But um, no, man, I, I don't have too much else to ask you. I appreciate your time and talking to me about everything. Anything else to tell the people? Uh, PSA from Michael Starr.
2: When's this going to be on?
0: Uh, whenever.
2: Oh, okay. Then uh, go to my Instagram. Check it out. Instagram? Yeah. It's Michael Starr.
0: Michael Starr? Yeah. Two R's.
2: Two hours at the end, yeah. Got it. Check it out. I got seventy one, seventy two thousand followers. Yeah, and I'm trying to beat uh, the singer from Bad Wolves. Him and I are racing right now. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Tommy Vex. Yeah, he's, he's a, a friend of the show. Me.
2: He's beating me right now.
0: What, what's where did this uh, rivalry come from? Right?
2: Oh, it started when uh, when Oh, when he uh, was filling in for uh, for Five Finger. Remember that when that was all going down?
0: No, I I didn't remember him filling oh, yeah. in. That's wild though. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: good times. Cool. I don't think he knows we're racing. I just, I just decided. Are you I'm a racing. fan? Yeah, I like them. You a lot. like them? Yeah, they're great. Uh, Tommy is a friend, so yeah, I really do like the band a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, cool. Big what, fan. Uh, uh, is there any other new, newer bands that you like that aren't you know from the eighties?
2: Uh, Black Honey, I think they're called Black Honey. Uh-huh. Do you know them? No. Uh, I really like. Oh
0: God,
2: I haven't been listening to music because I've been touring and my ears hurt from my ears. So, I've been listening to... They really,
0: that's not supposed to happen.
2: I know, but I've turned them out too much, so...
0: Oh, really? I got, I have to you, cr- you crank up your pack?
2: Well, like- I have it on limiter, but still, man, sometimes I'll have it limited, and I have it up, and then I pop my ears, and it gets really loud, and it's my ears just hurt, so I have to be careful and wow, yeah. aware of that.
0: No, it's true. I always, like... My ears ring after shows. I'm like, okay, I'll turn my pack down, and then like it just gets louder Kids and louder. Getting louder. It's like louder. the hot water in the shower, yeah. you know. Like it's just like, oh, I'll turn up a little bit, and then by the end, you're like yeah. scolding yourself. Yeah, you're all red.
2: Yeah. So I have the Armando guy limit the amount of source to uh-huh. me, so it can only go up so high. Because girls will come on stage and accidentally put their arm around me and turn my oh. pack all the way up. Like, oh, ah, yeah, I'm yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. That's right. not fun. So now that's eliminated. <laughs> but
0: uh, I like the struts. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. Cool. Strike. I, I, they were out with uh, White Reaper. That's a band I really like too. You should check. Yeah, that. they're good. They're like a bit of a throwback. Uh, kind I of. like
2: Crowbot too. They, we Crow, we yeah, toured them recently, yeah. and they're really Sick. fun guys, man. Cool. And right now we're on row with Stitch, Stitched Up Heart. It's hard for me to say because I have dentures and they fall out. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Stitched Up Heart. Yeah, they're cool, man. We've been jamming and hanging out. It's fun. See. Yeah.
0: See, Okay, man. Wait. Nothing else to tell the people? Nope. Keep check out on on Instagram rockin'. and keep it rocking and go steal. It, go see. Uh, Go see Steel Panther live, yeah. And if you go
2: vegan, try the Doritos. Try it,
0: yeah. What are they? Uh, Sweet, uh, spicy, sweet chili. Peace out. You heard it here first. Before I let you go, uh, I always play music at the end of the podcast. Can you play some Steel Panther? Yes, we can play some Steel Panther. Absolutely,
2: because we were talking about it before we turned the mic on, and I want to hear (laughs) a song by us. It's called. It's it's an anthem for anyone who wakes up in the morning and has to go to work, or at night. Yeah, and you're in line, and someone's pissing you off, and you just want to tell them the. Fuck off yeah. This song's called Fuck everybody This is
0: highly relatable Yeah Everyone can relate to this it's Everybody not, And this just proves You know I was talking about It's your fifth album There has been some growth Thank it's you It's not just drugs No And hookers
2: No it's not And chicks And
0: no. it's not all partying Wait
2: till you hear the show okay. Tonight Okay You'll I, be, I, I uh, cannot wait There's some new stuff in there It's cool and
0: Well here it is Fuck everybody On Lead Singer Syndrome Thanks Michael Syndrome No there is fuck everything by steel panther very very relatable music i want to thank michael so much for doing this for putting lead singer syndrome back into the lead singer syndrome podcast it's very important that we have these kind of guests on the show next week i'll be back with another great episode hit the subscribe button make sure because you do not want to miss it I will leave you with a tune. Why not make it the song that started it all? The first track on the first record. Here it is, Death to All But Metal on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next week.
1: They can suck each other or just